And welcome. My name is Dan. And I am Lydia. <laughs> this is Who the Hell Are You podcast, a weekly excursion adventure into the lost, unknown, underappreciated music of the last hundred years. Woo. And Lydia, you're back. It's good to have you back after such a long quarantine. Yes, <laughs> a long quarantine indeed. I mean, you know, we were not anywhere near quarantine the last time you were here. And uh, we, we, uh, you had brought me some material that I just completely ignored. Uh, for some reason, I was so excited to, to play uh, all the records that I totally forgot to play the stuff that Lydia brought. So this week, we are back to rectify that oversight. Indeed. And I will just say, I was not at all disappointed by the uh, Jazzercise album we listened oh, yeah. to last time. So. Your, your picks the, were on point. The disco aerobics. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. That I think that w- went over well, especially the, the book of all the moves of how to do the hustle and, and whatnot. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yep. Well, we're going to start off with something very special. Very, very special. <laughs> it's the original party machine on 78, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! It's polka time. Hell yeah. With the victory polka. I can get into this. <laughs> this sounds like the beginning of like a Marx Brothers movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where like the credits are rolling. Yeah, but the credits back then were just like a big chalkboard that they flipped over. <laughs> Victory polka time! Well, I mean, you can't get much better than this. This is Stanislaw Mrokczyk and his orchestra. Stanislaw. Stanislaw. That's like the kind of name that you don't want to f*** with. Well, I mean, I wonder if that's where Stan or Stan Lee maybe... I'm pretty, yeah, isn't it just like the po- Polish, Russian, Eastern European version, I think? Like I guess so. Stanislav. That, but it sounds those L's. so much scarier because it's Eastern European. Yeah, well, it also sounds like Santa Claus. <laughs> Stanislav. <laughs> Stanislav's coming. Was he bringing oh, presents? <laughs> no, he's bringing your doom. <laughs> he's bringing polka time. <laughs> Every kid's favorite, polka. Your favorite and mine, it's polka time. Ooh, there's some sweet uh, xylophone. Yeah, I mean, this could this could be the soundtrack to like a Looney Tune. Yeah. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> it sounds like... Man, listen to that xylophone. Somebody's going fast. to town. <laughs> What are those, 64th note? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that guy has like a, like a toy train that he's just rolling across it. <laughs> he's bowling the notes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, 
I know what it sounds like. It sounds like California, here I come. Right back where I started from. Oh, that's well, it. it is. Mm. Well, you got to remember, these are these are 10-inch 78s. They only hold like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's why... That's why we still use the term record album, because you used to have to buy a whole album, like four or five records, to fit a major work on it. Oh, that's right. I, okay, oh, yeah. I thank you for mentioning that, because recently I was like, I was like, there, what is the nuanced difference between a record and an album? And so uh -huh. an album is the whole set of records, yes? Yeah, I think, I think that was the original you know, usage of the, of the term was just like a photo album. It's like a book. I see. Mm. And, and I, I, now I remember, I was wondering this because of, um, I, I think I was reading like people who won Grammys and I always, I wondered about the distinction between record of the year and album of the year. And Aha. that I don't think is answered by our little, uh, I think oh, wait, record yeah. of the year is a single, though, isn't it? Normally, record of the year is just like a single, a single song, and then the album is like the whole, the whole job. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's been a long time since I've paid any attention I to the Grammy. I know. I I really don't either. I. Well, I want you to pick something else out here because, believe it or not, every single one of these tracks is called polka. <laughs> so we have the Mother Goose polka, Ruby polka, clarinet polka, Blackberry polka, Saturday Night polka, Pennsylvania polka, and Helena Polka. Any, um, any of those I'm ring your bell? I'm intrigued by Pennsylvania Polka, for sure. The Pennsylvania Since that is where polka. we both are. That's right. We, All right. You've done it. Here we go. Pennsylvania Polka. One of the polka. most famous polkas ever. It comes from right here. Coal Country, USA. <laughs> Hoi. <laughs> See this this is what I think of when I think of polka like do 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 The Pennsylvania polka <laughs> Welcome to Amish land <laughs> <laughs> So for vacation, we went to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Oh. And they have the, the humongous German beer hall there. And uh, twice a day, they put on like a, a polka show. <gasps> Did you love it? Did you get involved? Did you wear your yeah, leather clothes? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't bring any. Oh. I didn't, they didn't seem to have a dress code, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. I mean, they sang like polkas and, and they sang songs from The Sound of Music. It's a little weird because um, that's pushing it. You know, the 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 family was trying to escape uh, Austria, Austria, Germany at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's so, um, that's a little dark. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. But I guess whatever rakes in the money. It was a it was a different time, you know. <laughs> I mean, they've been doing that 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 same show probably for forty eight years. There, you know, it's, it hasn't changed a whole lot. I mean, it was bought by. Uh, the same company that owns SeaWorld, boo. Yeah. Um, but back when, you know, Bush Gardens was owned by Anheuser Busch, 
it was really a beer garden. It was it was to also sell like bush products. So like back in the eighties, used to go there and you know get get tanked up a bit and Pushing go on the rides. Merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now nowadays they don't really push any of that because it's not owned by the the brewery anymore. So they still have the Clydesdales, but they don't harness them up and make them pull a beer wagon. They just have them hanging out. Mm. All that good stuff. But, I, uh, I think I went there in like seventh grade, but I. I don't think I would have been paying attention to the the beer aspect of it. No, um. no, probably not. Not in seventh grade. Maybe eleventh, you would have been interested. <laughs> um, well, let's get on to some of the items that we neglected last time. That was one of them: the Stanislaw and his merry men polkas. <laughs> and this next one is on CD. And this, let me look at the tracks here. Um, these were both CDs, I believe, that you found in a thrift store back when thrifting was acceptable. Was happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't even tried to drive past the Salvation Army, but I'm assuming it's not open. Oh yeah, no, none of those, none of those places are open. And now, when I go into one, when they finally do open, I have to, you know, bring my alcohol bottle and wipe everything down. <laughs> sounds um, so fun. Sounds like a blast. Sounds. Yeah, sounds great. I mean, it, people said, why did you collect so many records? I'm like, this is why. The, now I have a chance to listen to them. Had to stockpile. That's right. Um, so apparently you, you found two very different CDs. You found something from 2000 in the country folk arena, Mr. Bob Norman, Love, Lust, and Lycacks. <laughs> Lycacks, indeed. Um, which for we, the record, which we found out it's a typo. <laughs> yeah, for the record, uh, the actual album should say "Love, Lust, and Lilacs." Yes, because there is a song on here called "Lady with the Lilacs." Oh well, that puts it all together. So the, I th yeah, I think that's a that's our that's our our uh, smoking gun for, <laughs> for why this is supposed to say lilacs. So I don't know. Why don't you? Uh, I guess I'll just start with track one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, let, yeah, yeah. Warm me up to this uh, Bobby boy. Yeah, Bob Norman. 2000. <laughs> 2000 feels like re like more recent than I would like, but then I'm like, that's still 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Designs? Your train it's running a little late tonight. The kid lies sleeping in the bag. <laughs> in the bag of the car. <laughs> Definitely was illegal by 2000. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Not from the 60s. It's an interesting, um, he has a sort of out of time, but yet kind of lilting voice. Yeah, I, I have to say it's not, it's not my cup of tea. It's a little too talky for me. Yeah, 
It, and this didn't look like a total independent release. This looked like it was on some label. Ooh, a pan flute? <laughs> yeah, some sort that of... That was unexpected. Native American bamboo flute or something? Wooden? I guess we didn't have bamboo, sorry. <laughs> Alright, well I think I think we got the idea of this. Let's yep. let's fast forward and see what else he's got going on here because it does say country and folk. Interesting. So, let's go to like track four. Let's see what track four has to tell us. Track four is from the title Love or Lust. <laughs> Bob Norman. This, this definitely has more of a 2000s flair. Yeah, this is the country. California? Now that's something that that I'm always interested in when people just cram a word in there that doesn't really fit. Smush all those syllables in. Yeah, they're just like, California. <laughs> it's one syllable, see? California. Yeah, California. Oh man, that's some... It's it's also very easy to tell some, you know, late 90s, early 2000s digital recordings were very digital. <laughs> Is there any way that it could be a little bit louder? Sure it can. They jumped off the wall. They were larger than life. I went back home. Made love with my wife and I don't know if <laughs> That's good. Faithful. <laughs> Spins these wheels till the hubcaps run. The tourists at work through the cosmic dust. I don't know if it's love or love. I'm going to go with love, Bob. I think you should stick with that. Well, Bob Norman, 2000. No, uh, isn't, isn't he asking about... Isn't he conflicted because he met this other girl? I'm not sure. I, I uh, the, wasn't following that close. Okay, the girl that stretched out her legs in the California sun. Oh, and then maybe. and then he went home and made love to his wife. To his so wife. I'm getting oh. a little bit of is it love or lust with this California sun girl, and I what's see. the right thing? It's like that movie L.A. Story. I got you. <laughs> California sun. <laughs> We're out there having fun <laughs> in the warm California sun. Now, juxtaposition time. The other CD is a compilation. And the compilation comes from a, a title called Love and Napalm. So you, <laughs> you, did you look for love in your titles? I mean, was this something that, that you thought you saw the theme? <laughs> Honestly, no. I picked um, the things that... I had never heard of before. Because, you, I mean, you go to the Salvation Army, you see a lot of, like... Oh, yeah. You see a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, you see a lot. 
you see a lot of it. A lot of uh, Motown in, in my particular Salvation Army, which is obviously very famous and, and uh, popular already. So I was, I was looking for those rare finds. Um, yeah. So obviously Love, Lust, and Lilacs, uh, new to me, hopefully new to some of you as well. Well, okay. And hopefully um, a thing of the past. Well, you know, we started off with polkas, then we had some love, and now we're going to have some a song called You Only Live Twice <laughs> by the Pain Teens. Ooh, the Pain Teens. They're full of pain. Aren't all teens? Yes. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it's a mile away. Yeah. There's so many uh, things happening here. Also, that that theme sounds vaguely familiar to me. Is a stranger. This is much more mild than I thought when I read Napalm. Yeah, maybe this is the aftermath. No, this sure. is the love, and then comes the napalm. <laughs> it's always calm before the storm, man. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> Very hard for me to hear the lyrics, unfortunately. I, it, for me too. Like oh, okay. that's the weird thing is that I feel like it's mixed weird, and obviously, like this is coming through for you. It's coming through like a really, you know, <laughs> it's taking a long journey to get to my less ears. connection. Yeah, like not the connection you want to have. Yeah. Well, let's see if let's see if the next song gives us any more clarity. It has carnival vibes with that, like, me, 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 me. <laughs> like a scary It seemed clown. like there was only four or five bands on here, and they each had two or three songs on here. So the Pain Teens had a couple. Oh, okay. But there was another band that I, I thought was interesting. Their name is Cherubs. Ah. And this is the song Dovey. Maybe it, it's a misprint. Maybe yep. they meant Lovey. Oh, here's the napalm. Right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Dovey Love Hey. What a misnomer. Whoa, this could have gone on our metal episode. Thank you. 
has like a Lincoln Park vibe. Except with slightly more out of tune vocals. It, it actually sounds like when, when Dean Ween tries to sing. <laughs> That's true. This is kind of like, it's a, like a Dr. Put, Rock. It's like punching a little daisy. <laughs> Ooh. Where is this um, on the album? Is this like halfway through? This was like towards the end. Okay. I, I picked out like two, you know, bands that I was just like, well, the Pain Teens. We have to hear that. <laughs> so maybe they just uh, ordered the album in like the gentler towards more aggressive succession. Maybe. Well, the first song we couldn't play because it's a word we can't put put on the radio. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> I still like to imagine we're on the radio. We are. You can be anything you put your mind to, Sam. Well, I'm putting my mind to pretending that we're not miles and miles apart. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> stop touching me. <laughs> Ow. Ow, stop it. Mom. <laughs> you kids. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's what kind of reminds me of Lincoln Park where he's always like, yeah. yeah. Oh, cherub, man. Getting rough. Cool. <laughs> Napalm. Yeah. Woo! All right. Arena. Okay. Well, that could have definitely been on the metal selection. That, that was pretty hard. I mean, it was kind of. It had that sludginess to kind of like helmet and Soundgarden, but it was just a little rough. A little rough. A little rough around the edges. Uh, just, just a tiny bit rough. But well, they don't call it napalm for nothing. That's right. Napalm was not a friendly <laughs> uh, chemical. Well, I'd like to let you know, Lydia, that we're almost done the season, and I'm glad that we got to squeeze you into another season one because that means, and I'm going to tell you now, mm -hmm. that it means that there's only two records left in the 45 pickup. So here we go. <gasps> I want you to pick any number... Uh, a variable of two or, you know, a times of two or two or one or whatever you want to pick. And, and then uh, we'll see what's left. A multiple of two? Yeah, you okay. could do anything you want. Well, a I'm going to go a, with a four. A, you, could, you don't even have to do a multiple of two. You could do a multiple of... I'm saying you don't have to just pick one or two if you want to make oh. it fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with 423,000. All right, well, that's an even number, so that would be uh, number two. So here we go. We've got Burgess Meredith, your guide through the Ufuzi Gallery. I'm not oh, quite sure. Wait, the Ufizi, like the U-F-F-I-Z-I? There you go. Wait, is this a virtual museum tour? 
I think it is. Oh my God. Let's see. Let's see if it's 45 or not. By the Medici. Nope, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, side one, here we go. Burgess Meredith. You know who Burgess Meredith is? I do not. All right, I'll tell you in a second. Let's see what he has to do. Welcome to the Uffizi Gallery in Florence, a city which is still alive with the glory and the spirit of the Renaissance. The glory really. and the I'm your narrator, Burgess Meredith. Everyone's inside. The great museum we have entered together was built in the 16th century by the Medici family, rulers of Florence, and possibly the greatest art collectors the world has ever known. <laughs> with our first painting, Madonna and Child with Saints, we begin our exploration of some of the priceless art treasures left us by the Medici. Paintings which will take us from the 13th century through the golden age of the Renaissance. Renaissance. The 12 and a half foot high masterpiece we are looking at was painted over 200 years before Columbus discovered We are looking America. at it. Imagine, we're looking at this, it right now. Still the concept of this is ridiculous to me. background of gold. <laughs> Maybe it came with a book. The Florentine artist, okay, that would make me feel a little bit better about it. And formality, because things as I just found the record. He was interested um, in showing things as they really are. Hold the on. The new direction he gave to art was false. Sorry. I have a really hard time talking over another person talking. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, how can you steal the room with that voice? Well, sure, sure, yes. I, I don't want well, to interrupt People the way they really are. <laughs> I, that's the voice I do when I'm trying to be old-timey. He, he's got yeah. it. That's the quintessential, like, yeah, well, trans-American, ma or transatlantic made-up accent. There you go. Is that what it was called, right? Yeah, transatlantic. transatlantic. It was, like, completely made up by, like, movie stars. Right, right, right. People, that's why, like, um, what's her name? Uh, the redhead uh, actress who was always like, really now? Um who, who's the famous person in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, okay, so her sister, yeah. Oh, Audrey Hepburn. Uh, yeah, Audrey Hepburn. That's, I knew if you could think of Audrey Hepburn, then we could get to Catherine Hepburn, yes. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn was totally like that. Oh, really now? Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Someone better get me a glass of water. Water. I mean, it was very, it was very trying to be British, but not British, but, and, they, and yeah. it was something that academic, they wanted academics to speak, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like that condescending, um, erudite accent, but it, yeah. it just sounds ridiculous in hindsight. Well, here, here, now I want you to listen to this a little bit more, all right? I'm going to put it back on here. What an attitude by his pupil, Giotto, whose work we meet in slide two. Oh, slide. slide. Maybe it was a okay. slideshow. It was painted a few years after Chimabue's <laughs> death. But what a difference. Baba Bui's death. Made. Here is a new art. The figures are blue robe falls in simple natural folds. Notice how much depth the picture has. It's as if we ourselves could step into the scene and join the saints and angels in adoring the Madonna with a human <laughs> warmth and spirit of motherhood. Well, let's see what the heck else is going to happen. Please move now to our third picture. The third picture, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he said Madonna. Oh, wow. He just keeps going. Uh, the picture <laughs> is especially interesting to us because the models for the three kings were members of the Medici family. The figure at the lower right looking out at us is thought to be Botticelli himself. Wow, Botticelli himself. Himself. I can see him now. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll give you a hint. This guy was in a movie in the 70s and 80s, a movie, a series of movies, and he sounds nothing like this. He sa You would not recognize his voice 
if you heard them in these movies? Well, my only, you know how lacking my movie knowledge is. Um, everyone who knows me knows. I do now. Me. But my only guess, because you said series of movies across the 70s and 80s, would it be like a James Bond movie? Uh, no. No. Um, Star I'll give Wars. You a, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Well, it's kind of like the Alec Guinness thing in Star Wars, but he still talked like Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan. He still, he still talked like an Englishman. Um, but anyway, I'll do, I'll do the line that Burgess Meredith did, okay. and that'll give it away. Oh, hopefully. You're a tank rock! Say it again? <laughs> <laughs> You're a tank rock! You're a Hit him in the old bread basket! You're a tank rock? Yeah, you're a tank, Rocky. Rocky. Oh, movie Rocky. Rocky. He was the boxing coach who was all gristled and rawr, and he talked like Popeye, like he had oh. a super rough voice. Okay, I actually recently saw the first Rocky. Did you? Well, that's yes. probably the best one. I did Although, not like it. At all? <laughs> no. He <I> mean, loses. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Spoiler alert. Here we go. Do you, still, a, do you still have to say spoiler alert if it's a movie that came out like almost 50 years ago? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't really, you know. I, yeah, Rocky, I, I did not like that movie. Did you see the first Rambo? No. Okay, well, that is, that is, the, that is another Sylvester Stallone movie, and it's um, nothing like the rest of the Rambos. Like, Rambo 2 to whatever they made were all <laughs> 27. 80s exploitation like gun movies but the first one was about like a vietnam returning soldier who gets hassled by the cops in like upper oh, you know oregon what? i might and, have seen it I and he hides out in the mountains and they keep chasing him and he's like leave me alone yes yes i and then yes i actually have seen this it's ringing a lot of bells there you um, go that, that was called first blood I think I just tried to block Sylvester Stallone from my memory, so I forgot. Uh, but, but yeah, I've, I've seen them both. Um, actually, I saw a guy on the street the other day who looked suspiciously like him. Um, I'm not sure that it was him, but yeah, what, I... What were you doing out on the street, Lydia? Uh, don't worry about it. What, what, how could you recognize him if he had a mask on, Lydia? Well, you think Sylvester Stallone wears a mask? The uh, the funny part about both of those movies is that, you know, they they uh, they were like total indie movies, you know, they got made on a tiny budget, and Sylvester Stallone wasn't really a star, and he was writing stuff and just wanted to do stuff, and then he turned into, to that. So, both those movies are worth seeing, and that segues us into our next section. I happen to have something. Speaking of. Rambo. Oh. I have something from the U.S. Air Force Recruiting Service <laughs> Public Service Program. Wow. Every once in a while I run across these records that were used in military radio or something where they would have a date that they were supposed to play it, and that was it. And That's it was kind of like how they would send radio across the world, the globe. And let's see what they were telling them, the Air Force. I'm excited. This is... Oh, they're getting them pumped up first. Mm. America, yeah. you're the land of patriotism. Men who wear the Air Force blue bring you a serenade in blue. Oh, serenade in blue. Ooh. 
Yes, once again we bring you a serenade in blue, written, produced, and performed by men who wear the Air Force blue. Hey. I'm Captain Charles Hughes, here to tell you how you too can walk a little taller with the aerospace team. Ooh. And oh. to introduce the stars of today's show, the diplomats, the singing sergeants, hey. and our symphony in blue, who start us rolling with David Rose's Holiday for Strings. Oh, man. This must be from the early 60s, man. Nobody was listening to this stuff. Past the 60s. Oh, man. This is the Mr. Burns music. It is. We can run. Smithers, we can run this plant ourselves. It totally is. I love it, though. Number. Yeah. You should be twirling right now, like in a gown with sequins on it. Twirling across a dance floor. Fifty women with the same skirt are all twirling at the same time. Yeah, and it's like an overhead shot where you can see it all from the top. Exactly. Oh. I guess this is just like a radio show where they had a real band play various types of music, I guess. I mean, it, it kind of sounds live. So every single player in this orchestra is an Air Force fan? I, I couldn't hear that last part. Oh, so every, every single player in this orchestra is an Air Force guy? Uh, is that what we're getting here? That I don't know. I don't have the cover. All I have is a sleeve and the record itself. And the record itself, all it really says is Serenade in Blue, Program 671, Dialogue Out, Music Fill, Speed, U.S. Government Property. Oh, man. Now they're going to come for me. <laughs> if anybody reads this, they took the U.S. Air Force Armed Services record of Serenade in Blue. <laughs> Spreading. Do, 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 do. I know this is a song that we've also used besides the besides the Mr. Burns music. It was it also gets sung it, in like a, a vocal style too. Yeah, I wanna say it was also in SpongeBob. Was it? Um yeah, I've actually what been a, watching a, a lot of SpongeBob. A cartoon lately. that's more recent. Um how about this? Now it's time to bring it around. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to play that one, but since you mentioned it. I, I did. I brought that on myself. SpongeBob is, is now a classic cartoon. I mean. Oh, it, it's raised anyone under the age of 30. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they took, you know, they took Rocco's Modern Life off the air to air SpongeBob. And when, at the time, I was pretty upset because I loved Rocco's Modern Life. But you mean they stopped making Rocco's Modern Life when this came out? Yeah, they, they stopped putting, like, uh, I mean, I was Did a kid when it happened. Did they just give the time spot away? Was it just that you couldn't watch it at 4, p 4, a, 4 p.m. or something? Um, 
That's actually a good question. I always thought it was just that they they took away its airing time. They so, killed Rocco to get SpongeBob. Yeah, a gig. but maybe maybe it was even more serious than that. Maybe they, that was the end of new episodes of Rocco's Modern Life. It, it might have been. Well, when did it start? Like '96, something like that. S SpongeBob? No, I thought it was a little later than that. I think I thought 99? it was more like '98. Okay, I know it was somewhere in there. I just Let's remember see. that, you know, anyone that I've met between the ages of 20 and 28 love their SpongeBob. 99, came out in 99. Okay. okay. Right before Y2K. Right before. Let's see what Coincidence? The, I think <laughs> not. Let's see what the U.S. Air Force has to say about Y2K, shall we? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's kind of... It's like a bird twirling, twig twirling, twirling. Here we go. I was playing the entire time. It's the same intro. This is program 672, I think. Yeah, it's the same intro. Let's see what else they do. More music. Hey, more music. Bob's. Here we go. Travel. Damn! Take it, Johnny. Are you a young lady who <laughs> likes travel? An active and varied social life? Well, you can't have one now. a keen, stimulating job? No, hold on. No. Nope. <laughs> that, that would be a great sample right now. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's hear that backwards. Wait, we haven't done this for a while. It's time for... Backmasking. Woo! Or should I say, ooh, <laughs> Yes, and I said, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, trumpet backwards. Here we go. Are you a young lady who likes travel, an active and varied social life, <laughs> and a keen, stimulating job? Sorry. <laughs> Too late. Oh, effing bad. <laughs> All right, let's see what else he has to say. Come on, ladies, listen up. Well, that's the kind of life you can lead in the WAF. Women in the Air Force. Oh, boy. If you're a young lady over 18 with a high school diploma, oh. you may be eligible for the WAF. Here's your chance to serve in the defense of the American way of life and, at the same time, build a satisfying and rewarding career for yourself. Yeah. Administration, <laughs> transportation, communications, personnel, medical and dental jobs, are just some that may be open to you. Wait, we have to do this again. Listen. Ooh, did you hear that? He said something. Satisfying and he said something Nero will hang out. You hear that? Yeah. One more time. And rewarding career. Alright, we're gonna redo the uh, want ads for this. So there's no satisfying uh, and rewarding Are you choosing the US Air Force of uh, sublim subliminal messaging? Oh yeah. No there's no doubt. I kind of no have um, a beef to pick with them that they chose the acronym WAP for the women. It rhymes I think it was F. Too much with tap. I think it was an F though. Women in the Air Force. So fap. <laughs> w A F. 
I'm with just, an F, I'm like froggy. You, but it, oh. that's so funny. Um, I didn't get it. It sounds like when he says it, maybe it's just like the poor quality of my. Not my. Well, it is. Yeah, it's hard thing. to tell whether he says WAP or WAF. WAF. <laughs> yes, women in the Air Force. And here's what they want. Here's what they want, ladies. Ready? Administration. Secretary. Transportation. Secretary. Communications. Secretary. Personnel. Yep. Secretary. Medical and dental jobs. Secretary. Are just some that may be open to you. Yeah. Yep. Dent, dent, dental secretary. Dental <laughs> assistant secretary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tooth well, secretary. Well, I'm a dentist. Well, look, we're going to have you sit here and watch the men. Do their jobs. Women Meanwhile, you're going to get them coffee, and they're going to tap you on the rump whenever they feel like it. <laughs> I love a good edit. <laughs> Welcome to the WAF. <laughs> yeah. A phone secretary, a desk secretary, a tooth secretary. Like That's right. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to pull a since this is almost we're getting to the last, you know, realm of of off the cuff episodes because we're going to have some greatest hits episodes and and some uh, maybe live barn party action happening. So you got to stay tuned for that. Uh, we only have 145 left, so why don't we just go right ahead and play that too? Oh. Another record that's just been hanging out for, uh, you know, 10 months. Never been picked. Wow. Always picked over. Oh, it's like the kid oh, in gym class. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Oh. Why wasn't he picked for dodgeball? Side A, here we go. Well, good afternoon, ladies and people. <laughs> it's good to see you here, and I know, by golly, you come to learn a little bit about the Pennsylvania Dutch. Now, we talk kind of funny. More Pennsylvania what we, Dutch. What we say sometimes, we mean it to come out right, but it comes out, you know, spittle. You know, the front end comes last or something like that. Be because when we translate the Dutch into English, it don't mean, you know. The Dutch into Eng or the German. Throw the horse over the fence some hay. Well, now that sounds funny, but that's the way we talk. All right, so hold on. So this is called Pennsylvania Dutch Spoken Hereabouts by Professor Herman F. Schnitzel. Schnitzel? Yes. Oh, wow. From Bush, Bush Records, Lincoln... And then it says in parentheses, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, copyright 1961. And it also says that he's one of the outstanding Pennsylvania Dutch humorists for three decades. So he had been around since the 30s at this point. So wow. If he was entering his, you know, fourth decade or something of... of Golden age. Of talking Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar, it sounds like this. And that's what makes when you translate it in the English, it comes out backwards. Not like, for instance, we say, make the light off. But that ain't right. Uh, you should say, out like the he's light. Just doing oh, yeah. You hear that? Uh, mockery of someone speak, trying to No, speak I think English. he's being, I, but he is being serious, and here's why I know that. He just said it shouldn't be, you know, turn out the light or something, whatever the first thing he said, but then he said it should be out in the light. And when I was a kid, where my grandfather's company was in the the office bathroom, there was a little 
frame around the light that said out in the light. And I, for all my life, I was like, that's an interesting way of putting it. Putting it? That's why. He is using the right kind of English. That's very important. Take one of our friends here in the, in the group. He has a daughter just came home from college. And uh, she was explaining to Pop, she says, Pop, the yard looks so wonderful nice this year. The flowers are so nice, the grass is so nice. How in the world did you do it? Well, he says it wasn't easy. It took a lot of hard work and 24 loads of manure. <laughs> but she oh. didn't like this very much. So <laughs> she waited until Pop went out in the barnyard. Then she says uh, to Mom, she says, Mom, why don't you teach Pop to talk a little different? She says, by what's wrong? He talks all right. Yeah, but she says, I asked him how he got the yard so nice and the grass so green. And he says, uh, lots of hard work and 24 loads of manure. Why can't you get him to say fertilizer? <laughs> Mom says, just shut up. It took me 25 years to get him to say manure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke. <laughs> took him 25 years just to say manure. I don't know what, uh, you know. I- it's lost on me, but it's still funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> That's why. Manua. Those, those Pennsylvania Dutch, they don't mess around. I used to live in Lancaster County. And when they put the Walmart in, in went the hitching posts for the wagons. Wait, Amish people shop at Walmart? Wawa Mart? Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Hey, well, I'm glad that you have anything on the brain because, you know, Mush. it's kind of hard in these days and times, but everybody's got to do it. So, Lydia, I appreciate you quarantining in and joining us today. This was fun. This was a something scheduled in my day, which is a rare find these days. I love it. Walk on only-